0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Cafe 21. I'm your host, Ross Crawford, and in the hot seat today, we have another very special guest. Our guest today is based at the University of Liverpool as an associate professor. However, he's also a technical expert for FIFA, head of football research for Dundee United, and plays an important role at the Association of Sporting Directors as the non-profit's CEO. So he somehow found time to chat to us today. Welcome to the hot seat, Daniel Purnell. How are you, Daniel? Thanks, Ross good stuff so uh, you know the drill now you've been briefed so that's three questions three answers are you ready? Yeah ready to go when you are. Cool brilliant so um, I mentioned just a couple of the positions that you hold at the moment uh, within the football industry um, as well as at your university I could have mentioned so many more Um, so but as a professor talk us through a couple of your positions um, and anything you've learned from your numerous roles within the football industry um, that you aim to pass on in your teachings. Okay, cheers, Ross. So,
1: within the University of Liverpool, I'm an associate professor for sport business. Um, my core role is around teaching and learning, and that's where I spend a lot of my time. So, we have a football industries MBA, it's been running for over two decades now, and that's ed- educating uh, football leaders for the future. So, people that are moving from business into football, and some people within the game helping them develop. We have an MSc in sport business management, which also consumes a lot of my time and attention. Uh, we also house uh, the League Manager Association Diploma, which my colleague, Professor Sue Bridger, Bridgewater lead. So that's a core part of my work and my me, me job. That's where I put a lot of my attention. And then the other things around that, I'm very fortunate to work in different aspects of the game. Um, all things that, that I focus on and which ties in me my university work and um, my research but also what I do in football is around change and it's around positive change it's all about developing people and organisations and that might be working with families it might be working with teams it might be working with managers execs individually whatever that may look like and then that extends everything that I would do naturally with my students so I'm in a fortunate position and to be in one of those roles where I get to meet lots of new people every year work with the same people as well every year and get to be part of people's journeys when they're on this learning journey and they're also trying to develop be the best person they can be the key lessons I'd have have from all of that and to group lots of lessons together would be around forming positive relationships and that's about building um, and maintaining strong relationships with people that are important to you to help you grow as a person so that might be um, having a network if you're a leader that's someone who understands politics finance business HR so a broad variety of things to help, to help you you grow also having the right friends and family and people that can support you on that journey too uh, but when you build these relationships and you build what we would describe as networks it's also not only these um, there's this idea that your network helps inform what you do uh, the decisions that you make and the things that that come to your door. So things that might appear to you. So your network and it is it helps inform what you learn. It helps inform innovation. It helps um, impact your own performance. So these networks, it's important not just for helping you grow as a person, but about getting a job. And it's also about what you put into just being able to influence and support and having some kind of personal influence and legacy around legacy is not a great word, but kind to influence people and leave that positive mark on people around you. And, you know, what are you about? So I think positive relationships, building and maintaining them, um, knowing when to cut some, knowing when to grow new ones strategically is, is really important. Um, and I think that's been one of the, the most important lessons that I've, I've learned during my time and one of the most important things we we talk about from a theoretical and practical level
0: with the students and and practitioners, managers, policymakers that I I work with. Yeah, certainly tricky to condense all of your years worth of research and learnings into just a bite sized chunk. But you've done a good job there. So I think um, positive relationships is certainly good advice for everyone out there. Um, So next up, so many fans of um, the sport of football um, or just sports in general are content with their fandom. Um, and happy to just pay their ticket, go watch their team on a Saturday. But you you, you wanted to do more than that, clearly. So when did you know that you're interested in learning more about the day-to-day operations of football clubs and kind of the business side and the management side of um, the sport?
1: It's really interesting you say that, Ross, because I actually think a lot of people, uh, when you ask them to reflect on their journey, they'll all say, well, yes, I wanted to do this because of this reason. And hindsight, people kind of bluff it a little bit. I didn't. I studied because I love playing football, and that was it. And I went and studied sports science, um, and then fortunate enough to, to be able to focus a little bit on physical activity, football, um, and then from there it, it kind of snowballed. I wouldn't say I was really strategic about what I was what I was going to do. I think there's probably some core ingredients about relationships, but also about hard work, about trying to be a, a, a good person to work with. Um, trying to bring positive things to help people that you work with and I think some of those things and I said hard work but I'll say it again because graft is so important to, to me and I think people but it kind of spawned from there so it'd be easy for me to reflect and say this and the other but what I'm seeing I wanted to play and I wanted people in my communities to be able to play football have the best possible experiences then when you start to work at football clubs you want your club to be as sustainable and as effective as possible and sometimes you've got to shift what you do to make those changes. So I found how you could influence them. And I realized this during my PhD, if you wanted football to be as socially responsible as you think it could be, then you had to influence the board. Because in the end, the board of the charities and the football club clubs had such a huge say. So it had to be, we had to have better leaders, better leadership, better governance. Now, if you keep focused on the on the playing and the coaching and the performance side, you can't influence some of those areas. At the same time, if you want to uh, provide a better experience in football and communities, then you have to influence similar people, better boards, better governance, better structures. So for me, that shift to the, the business side. Um, yeah, it 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 what it wasn't strategic intent, but it was a natural intent of actually, if you want things to be better, you've got to get to those key decision makers. And those aren't always close to the ground. You've got to get up. You've got to understand them, you've got to help them, you've got to understand how they make decisions and then help them grow, help the governance structures grow and help make better decisions for not just the, the short-term financial game of, of a guide director, but what they leave and what these football clubs are and what they mean to us and the communities. At the same time, what football means and sport means in our communities its important if we look after it. It can easily become not important if we don't look after it, but we've got to nurture that and we've got to cherish that the opportunities that provides for one, our football ecosystem, but also if people are playing football and playing sports, it's undoubtedly good for the
0: public health of the nation as well. Good stuff. Good stuff to teach your, your students, as you say. Um, finally, we're going to close up with um, quite a topical question, I think, in the world of football, especially here in the UK, with everything that's kind of happened over the last you know year or so with the possible introduction of the European Super League that we all uh, that hopefully has met its demise now. But what I wanted to talk about was grassroots football um, and helping lower league clubs um, with their finances. And you mentioned sustainability there. I think it's one angle of sustainability is ensuring that we have these lower league clubs and grassroots football clubs in a good financial state and are financially healthy. Do you think there's anything more that could be done to help these grassroots football clubs and to continue to see the sport grow in this country?
1: Yeah, I think what we've seen is football has echoed what we've seen in society and that there's been widening inequalities and in between those that have and those that have not. In football, that is, has that is grown exponentially too, and COVID has undoubtedly contributed to that again. I'll, I'll fall back on one of the things that in my first exchanges with students and anyone I work with really, just talk about being better. So... What, where are we? What is our reference point right now? And how do we be better? It doesn't matter how small that might be. It might be about note-taking. It might be about delivering on time, uh, whatever it may be, but how can we be better? For for us in, in football, I think not only that we need to be better, we need to be better more um, strategically and more quickly because I, I feel like we've been on a, almost what I would say a steady decline due to... Uh, lack of investment over the past 30, 40 years, but also then uh, austerity for the past, what have we had now, 12 years of austerity, which has accelerated this decline in, in the grassroots sport and grassroots football. With COVID, I think it's put it's put a real, it's really hit, you know, it's probably hit us even harder. So we need something to change rapidly to be, to just protect and sustain what we have. To grow that in the future. We need, we need better leaders, we need better governance and accountability and responsibility of those people. And as a whole, we need to be better and challenging each other to be better and shifting the status quo massively from where we are now. So sometimes I feel a little bit like hopeless with some of this kind of stuff and where it's going to happen, but there's a lot of good people and there's a lot of people that want to protect the future of our game involved in it at the top of the game, uh, right through to the grassroots. So, we just got to keep working together and keep chipping away um, and, and trying to shape what we want the game to be in the future.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Wise words there, Daniel, I think. Um, that's it. It's quick fire, like I say. So thank you so much for sitting in the hot seat today, Daniel. Um, we wish you well for the future here at SDGC. Thank you very much, Rush, uh, for having me on and, f- and best luck to everyone. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Cafe 21. You can catch the visuals to the Hot Seat Collection on our YouTube or on our IGTV page at STGC 2021. And tickets for our live conference are now live on Ticketmaster. Check out our website, sportsdayglobalconference.com for more information. See you there.